0: Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Balen Leonard. Today, my guest is a man who's had 12 number one singles in the past five years. He's toured with Thomas Rhett, Florida Georgia Line. He's recorded a hit song with Lainey Wilson, and his new album is set to be epic. It's Hardy. He's my guest. Let's get into it. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Baelin Leonard. Today, joined by a giant of country music, I think it's fair to say, written no fewer than 12 number one singles in the past five years. He's toured with some of the biggest names like Thomas Rhett, Florida Georgia Line, Cole Swindell. He's recorded a hit song that we can't get enough of with Laney Wilson. And now, Got a brand new album out, as if he's not busy enough. Hello, Hardy. What's up, man? That was a hell of an introduction That's cool. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you've been a busy guy. You, you've had a lot going on. Were you one of these guys that was like, I'm a songwriter. I've got no interest in being in the spotlight. And then somebody dragged you kicking and screaming into it. Or was it always part of the plan? Because you had so many hits already. And then suddenly, there you are, front and center. The first thing you said was
1: uh, correct. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> kicking and screaming, but I had no plans whatsoever. And I just had a handful of people that I really looked up to kind of in my ear, just constantly being like, dude, just do the art, you know, the artist thing is what they always call it, you know, yeah. and dude, do the artist thing, do the artist thing. And and finally just said, fine, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, and that's kind of how everything sort of came to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was a songwriter. I wanted to be a songwriter and at the time i didn't want anything else i just wanted to write songs and it, and
0: everything else just kind of came naturally you know did you think about the the kind of lifestyle change that may come along with that because you know it's one thing being super successful songwriter you know you can live in your solid gold house with your garage full of cars and all the rest of it and not have to deal with kind of that public facing side of it. But when fame comes knocking, like once you let that genie out of the bottle, it's quite hard to put that back in. So is that part of the consideration as well? Yeah, definitely.
1: That's been the hardest part of probably the whole thing is just kind of having to be more careful with where you go, you know what I mean? And what you do public and stuff like that it takes a little bit of your freedom away you know what i mean like yeah because you just can't i can't just go to broadway now you know what i mean yeah and there's some of that some of those realizations that were kind of were kind of tough i guess but uh it's all part of it you know and there's there's a lot of rewarding stuff that that outweighs that kind of stuff too
0: so when you were growing up who was your big hero of country who were you like oh my god and Have you met them? That's a really good question. I mean, like growing up, I don't know. That's tricky because like when I was a
1: kid, I only listened to rock and roll. So like, I guess if I was going to say somebody when I was a kid, it would probably be Charlie Daniels and I never got to meet him. But then when I was like a teenager, I really started to, to appreciate uh Brad Paisley's like songwriting. And I've never met him, but I would say Eric Church has got to be up there. Uh and I have met, I know Eric now, which is really cool. But he he was a big influence of mine because he was kind of the first guy that came out and just was singing for like the good old boy kind of you know person. Hadn't heard that in a long time in country music. And so I was
0: I was a I looked up to him a lot for sure. Wait, so you've never met Brad Paisley? No. How's that happened? Surely you must have been in the know. same room together a couple of times. Lays,
1: Brad lays low, man. You don't, I don't see Brad at things. Like he's not around. Like he stays out of his house, I guess, and plays guitar. I don't know what he <laughs> I, don't, I don't see him at anything. I've never laid eyes on the dude in my life.
0: Really? That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's a bucket list thing to put on the list for 2023. Meet Brad Paisley. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> hey, I was talking about when you were growing up there. It made me think, because you're from Mississippi, right? Yeah. So I grew up in Tennessee and we had a special way that they taught us how to spell mississippi and if you're from mississippi did they also teach you how to spell mississippi with song
1: yeah you want me to do it i don't know the song i just know it's a mi crooked letter crooked letter i crooked letter crooked letter i humpback, humpback humpback
0: humpback ah yeah i always thought the humpback thing should be ends i feel like there should have been a better thing for peas yeah i guess you're right but I don't know what it could be. I mean, look, it, it, it worked. We both know how to spell Mississippi. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it did work. This song with Lainey Wilson, we love this song. It's one of those things that I love about country music in that it's a story song. You'd listen to that song and it takes you on a journey. But there's something about this song that Wait in the Truck we're talking about, it sounds very atypical of country music at the moment. You know, it doesn't sound like anything else out there, and yet it still seemed to kind of catch the the zeitgeist in some sort of way. How did this song come about? Zeitgeist, that's a great word. Um, Thank you. I don't know I, how to spell that.
1: Uh, I, I, that was a word I remembered from college philosophy for some reason. I, that word stuck out to me, and I don't think I ever learned what it meant until after school. Um, <laughs> well, you've caught it. Hunter Phelps and I had come up with that idea about six months to a year prior to writing the song, and we kind of wanted it to be at first, like, I heard this guy roughed you up at a bar, and I'm going to go to his house. Like a little more of just a tough guy thing and yeah and then we threw it out in the room that day with jordan schmidt and uh i don't know it was like this is so cliche sounding but it was like a rainy day and like we had nowhere to be or nothing else to do and i just we all kind of were like man what if we just sat down and took the time and just tried to write like an awesome like murder ballad Hmm. and like really 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 try to paint a picture and that's just kind of what we did and and man the creativity was just flowing i mean it, it like everybody was so inspired just from like how excited we were to write the song and kind of the lines that started coming out that it it just sort of happened so fast and everybody was just throwing out awesome lines and anyway it just it just became what it became really quickly.
0: I'm so happy you used the phrase murder ballad because I love murder ballad songs. And anytime I mention them to people outside of country, if I say, Oh, you know it's a great murder ballad, people like, what now? Like that can't be a thing. I'm like, oh it's a thing, all right. It's as old as the hills, and, it, and it's so good to get a, a new one. And and Lainey, how did Lainey get involved with it?
1: I just asked her. That song was a, a duet from the demo. Renee Blair, who also is a writer on the song, um, she sang on the demo, and she's the one that created the Have Mercy part and all that mm-hmm. stuff. When it came time to cut the record, we threw names out for sure, but it just it was just Lainey, man. Like Lainey is that person. Lainey is that girl. Like she becomes that person, and she's so believable. I always thought and knew, like, if you deliver a vocal that is believable, people are going to believe it. And that's what's going to make them feel something when they listen to the song. And I just always knew that when Lainey sang it, people would believe it. And I think that it would affect people more in a positive way, hearing it from her, because they're going to, you know, 100 percent believe it. they're going to become that person. And I texted it to her. And she was like, my flight is taking off right now. I can't listen to it because it won't download. So I'll have to listen to it in three hours when it lands, when we <laughs> land. And so I had to wait three hours for her response. <laughs> and she she finally, she wrote back and she was like, yes, 100%, yes.
0: Well, I mean, no end to Lainey's talents. Of course it's believable. I mean, she's an actress now as well with Yellowstone and all that. Is there anything that Lainey Wilson can't do? All right, new album. Let's talk about this new album. This is exciting. The Mockingbird and The Crow. 17 tracks long. Another epic delivery from Hardy. You don't do things by half really, do you? No no 12 songs from Hardy. Let's get 17 on there. (laughs) Tell us about this. And you've said it's also like this for country fans. You said you grew up uh, listening to rock this is for rock fans as well right yeah it's really half and half
1: Half the record is like my country brain and half is my rock brain, my rock baby. But like the rock songs still have a very country lyric. And that's just something I think that I always do. And and, uh, I can't help but do it. It's how I know how to write songs, but it's Mm. more of the sonic. You know, the sonic is definitely for the rock people and it's the rock and roll side of things. But yeah, it's just eight songs and eight songs. And then the one in the middle is the Mockingbird
0: and the Crow. And it's like the song that sort of ties everything together. And you're heading out on tour with this as well. Sold out already, I think, isn't it? I think so, yeah. That's a, you're going to bring it to the UK. When are you coming over to the UK, Hardy? Dude,
1: I don't know. Somebody asked me that the other day. I hope in 24. Like I hope like okay. spring of 24 because I know Morgan's going over there, but I'm going to be on my own tour when he's going over there. I know we're going to New Zealand and Australia, but we're, we're, I want to come. So it's going to
0: happen in 24. I'll, I'll make a promise to you. So you're going to meet Bad Paisley in 2023 and you're going to come to the UK in 2024. Yeah yeah that's- <laughs> all right nice one hey thanks for catching up with us uh we'll see you when you get over here if we don't see you before then okay absolutely thank you so much man the country music talk podcast from absolute radio country an in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music so great to catch up with Hardy and learn how to spell Mississippi. Now, while you're here, make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Country Music Talk podcast. It's the place to get the latest news from the biggest stars of country music. And you can always join me on Absolute Radio Country. Just download the free Absolute Radio app or ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. I'll look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country.